Okay, so this is a show I did the other day with Marcos Ramirez, who's the uh, founder of Trident Fight Gear. And uh, one of the things I haven't done yet, you know, I've done hundreds of interviews, but I really haven't interviewed anybody who uh, has a, a, a fightwear uh, clothing line or brand, you know, and he does other things besides that. He makes gloves and all kinds of stuff. So um, it's really cool to talk to him about uh, forming his... Uh, brand, you know, his uh, fight gear brand and his uh, background in Muay Thai and, uh, you know, just kind of hearing about somebody who uh, decided to jump, you know, kind of head first into the fight gear industry. So um, you know, I thought it was a pretty interesting interview and uh, from somebody who can kind of talk about building something from the ground up that's growing. So this is going to be uh, Marcus Ramirez, uh, leads from San Diego and uh, Trident Fight Gear. Check it out. What's All right. up, Todd? Doing, Sorry, I'm in my called office. You may want to turn on a light or something. <laughs> it's kind of dark. I may not be able to see you. <laughs> but uh, I tried to get as light as I could here. Am I pretty dim? Okay. That's, that's a little bit better. All right. Yeah, a little bit, but it's all right. Um, so before we start, you know, maybe you could introduce yourself if there's anybody watching this. Well, my name is Marcos Ramirez. I'm from San Diego, California, and I'm the owner and operator of uh, Trident Fight Gear. Um, I've uh, been a student of Muay Thai since approximately 13 years old. Um, father of eight, husband, got a couple small businesses here in San Diego, and uh, just an absolute lover of, of Muay Thai and all combat sports for sure been training since I was about, you know, like I said, 13, 14 years old, um, had a really good opportunity to, to, to study under some serious legitimate, you know, masters here in San Diego. And, uh, and it eventually brought me into fight gear. <laughs> now, when was it that you decided to maybe look into doing fight Well, it actually is relatively new. It's only about a six-year journey uh, that, that got me to where I'm at right now. Um, like I said, I, I started competing late in life, you know, with that many children and, and working. It was just a, a family martial art to me. And, I, you know, I found myself in Muay Thai, as many do in different, you know, perspective or respective uh, uh styles and i uh, competed late in my 30s and i was uh buying fight gear from another brand and uh and they took a liking to me and i took a liking to them and after i retired from my very modest amateur career um i went on to help them push their their gear because you know like all us old guys we want to stay relevant and stay in the game and, uh, and I loved it that much that I eventually went off and started my own. Uh, and I'm just about three years now. Now, when you were pushing your, their gear, was that kind of where you got the knowledge? Well, to maybe I got to say, gear? I'm a gear snob. I always have been. So I always knew good gear and what I liked and, 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 and based on performance. And uh, I just... I, I really didn't want to get in into it after that. After my first experience with the first fight gear company that I helped kind of push, I didn't really want to, to be honest with you. It kind of like it's when you when you hear they say you don't want to see the sausage being made. It kind of did that a little bit. It kind of took away the love and and the romance of it because you kind of saw behind closed doors what everything was once you get into that position. And so I really wasn't going to do it, but I had such a good support of the fighters that I already did meet, the promoters, the coaches, and they just encouraged me to say, hey, man, do your own thing, and we'd love to follow you and, 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 uh, and, and, and you know, just support you. And that's kind of what happened, and now here we are three, four years later, and um, we've had an amazing time. With, with fighters. Some of the best people I've ever met are fighters and coaches. They really are. Well, what I mean is, like, when you're working for somebody, like helping them, it's a huge 
undertaken for you to do it yourself. What made you think, okay, I can do this? Um, for those that know me, we're all still trying to figure that out. Um, I, uh, I, I, I had the, I, I'm not going to name drop all night, but I, I had the opportunity to be around another fight gear brand that is very established. And he gave me some really good advice that you're not going to get wealthy in this. You're really not. And it's all about margins. And the game is kind of rigged, you know, and now we're kind of talking on that level, Todd. You know, the game's kind of rigged with manufacturing and, 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 and those contacts. And it's a very small industry, you know. I mean, it comes down to those patterns, the patterns on how those gloves are made and the materials you used. And it's like everything is constantly playing catch up. And I just thought I'm going for it. You know, I, I, I didn't know what I was gonna do, um, but I feed off the people around me really well. And when I had their blessing of, hey, we're gonna follow you, just do your own thing. And it's still a learning curve that I'm still on every day, literally. Every week is a learning curve. I, I learn more about the industry, um, about margins, about, uh, you know, because let's face it, from the time that it is a, an idea in my head on a pattern to the time that it's in the customer's hands, it's going through 18 different phases until it's in their hands from manufacturing to shipping to marketing to everything else. Uh, <laughs> My background, believe it or not, is in parking lot striping and asphalt. I'm a striper. I paint those lines that you can't park in. That's how, that's what I've done my whole life. And I've just kind of parlayed everything that I've learned from customer service. It doesn't matter if you're selling widgets, doesn't matter if you're selling, whatever it is. If it's a product service, it all kind of has the same core baseline of business, which is commerce. And if you understand commerce, you could literally turn anything into a business like that, which this gig economy is showing us that that's exactly what's happening. So I just love colors and geometry and all these other weird little things that, that can actually be very helpful when you're coming up with a gear brand. And I just went for it. And the more that uh that i put into this the more it's really given back to me with all the people that i've met so you think like when you were dealing with that other company you said that helped you you had enough of the x's and o's to where you no, kind of tried to do still it. not even even once i i left i was only with them for a couple of years maybe two you know two years three years and all that did was really give me the time to get my hands dirty, if you will, and, and, and put me up there with all the different promotions and push their brand. And, but at the time I wasn't, you got to remember Todd that at the time I wasn't, uh, I wasn't planning on starting Trident, you know, I was just helping them do their thing and, uh, and, and, uh, just enjoying being on the other side, seeing the different aspects of combat sports and, um, and, and, and trying to bring the business side of it together. And that's what I was learning. So wherever I'm just a student of life altogether, wherever I'm at, I'm an absolute sponge. If you talk to my wife, she's sick of it. <laughs> she's sick of all the new different things that I go wild, but she's so supportive. And she's a big part of Trident, and uh, and she's a big part of me. And so she, you know, she encourages me to do it. Um, and it's still a learning curve. I wish I had more definitive descriptions for you, but it, it literally is a learning curve. Um, I'm I'm competing with all these big brands, Twins, Fairtex, you know, Triumph United, all these big brands. Um, but having an eye for detail, I realize what it's going to take as far as the product, as far as how it feels in your hand. Um, but our method of advertisement, how we get it out there is so different. Even 15 years ago, it was different. All the competitors that, you know, th that I'm facing right now, they had already had their hands in it for years. 
Um, so they they had all those other resources and mechanisms at their disposal before we only had Instagram, Facebook, all these other things. Um, so that that I think right now for everybody is the hardest learning curve of all because you can't really reach anyone other than that. Uh, and, and that's kind of where we're at with that. Now, when you started, I mean, not getting into money, but was it like, okay, I need X amount or did you need to get loan? Um, I'm very, very fortunate that I have other businesses and straight out, man, some guys build hot rods with their extra money. Some guys go on trips with their extra money. I build fight gear with my extra money. You know, it's like anything else. If you're a businessman or you're an entrepreneur or you're a, a you know, husband and father that's trying to go from their first house to their now they're paying for their backyard. Everything is supplemented by everything else. So, you know, my one company right. basically sponsors everybody. <laughs> and the honest truth is, unless you're making profit, it's just a hobby. And that really is the, the dirty, the dirty secret about it. And you got to sell a lot of gloves, man. You got to sell a lot of gloves and shin guards and hand wraps to really, you know, make a profit. And then you got to turn right around and put that right back in. And that's what I've done for the last four years. I've literally taken nothing out of tried it. I've put 150% in back into it, into my fighters, into my promotions, into everything else I have going on because there's no way that I'm going to be able to compete with all these bigger brands unless I do that, unless I, you know, have these relationships with these fighters and gyms and coaches and, and start from the bottom. But you know what, man? I love that. I had a real big epiphany this year because I'm just hitting my third year. And it's like, excuse me, what are we going to do with this? You know, we can continue to go with how we're going at it and just break even and break even and keep doing that. And and I'm okay with that. I'm coming to find out that I love this level more than the big level. And I don't want to get into what's happening in combat big sports, but you see there's a lot of stuff going on right now, man. And I don't want to have any part of that right now. Maybe later on when the brand gets bigger, you know, and, and, and we're Venom, you know, I, I really give it up to Venom. They, they have beautiful designs, and I'm really happy that Venom and UFC, you know, hooked up. Um, Venom is a, is, is a Muay Thai brand. Before it was, a, a, you know, a, a MMA brand. So I love to see that because that gives me hope. Um, you know, and, and if you know the, the Reebok uh, saga, where all those guys went, and you hear about all that, it gets down to Venom and um, – and so maybe one day we'll get there, but I love where I'm at right now because I literally can reach out and see the difference that we're making, you know, uh, with these, these amateur fighters and these young pros, that's really special to me because that's where the difference is, man. And, uh, that's what I think about it. Now, what I think one advantage you might have is, you know, when guys reach like a certain level, maybe they're com comfortable creatively and they aren't really making stuff that's well, interesting. Well, the way anymore. that I combat that is that I'm very, I'm very lucky, okay? I'm very, very fortunate and lucky that, again, and, and through all of this, I'm learning more about myself. That's the most amazing thing about that is, uh, I, again, I'm an, I'm an, you know, modest amateur <laughs> fighter, okay? Um, but seeing the the process, and I've you know been very fortunate to, to have great teachers to show me the process of things that I that, that I appreciated all along the way, um, and uh, uh, I just think that I can do more. <laughs> no, what I mean is like the ones who've had that have reached a certain level. Like I didn't even know Triumph United was still making stuff. Right. You know. What I mean, like I knew I knew that back in two thousand eight, right. two thousand nine, but I haven't seen anything. Maybe it's because I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I'm not keeping up with it. But the ones I see on on my feed are like smaller ones that are being real creative. The ones who are already 
successful don't necessarily have to be as creative anymore. They've already reached this right. level well, of comfort. Like, sorry, I, I get long-winded sometimes. You know what I mean? I found in this process that one of my strong points is I am uh, I am really good with pattern recognition. Um, I, I can see the patterns of where the trend is going um, early on, and I try to be a little bit ahead of that. Also, my weird brain loves colors, frequencies, geometry. I, you know, one of my, uh, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is is learning geometry and and, and uh, astrology and all these other myths that our society is built on. If people really look around, they see that all of the Greek and Roman myths are so deeply rooted into our culture, into, into advertisement, into everything. But we don't realize it because we're just consumers. We don't care how it gets to us. They just, we know when we like green tridents. Like, how come I like that? I don't know. It's just something about it that pops out to me. And so I have a, a natural, you know, pattern recognition of that. Um, and I just try to apply that. And I think that's what everyone else was using, you know, whether it's marketing or whatever, I think it's all the same thing. Um, and you just try to keep it as relevant as possible. You know, there's nothing new under the sun ever. Everything is just always regurgitated and, 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 and it always just fits the times. And that's what I try. I, I, I try to leverage of that, you know, they, you know, why do you think that Fortune 500 companies, you know, make their mergers and do all these big things in the spring? Because this place we live in called Earth has this huge explosion of energy in what we call the spring. And that's why babies are born in the spring. That's why all, you know, the, the flowers pop in the spring. It's this place we live in. You know, and, and the deeper we get into talking, you're going to see who I really am. I'm, I'm one of those weird guys, man, that really believes in, in this realm that we live in, that it's way more physical and etherical than, than we really know. And I try to apply that to try to fight here. You know, I'm, I'm a lover of Greek myth and myth all, you know, in, 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 in medieval warfare and the hero's journey. And that is what Trident's about, you know, um, I honestly believe that all of our fighters in our combat sports community, if they're right that we were hunters and gatherers, all of us are definitely the hunters. There's no doubt in my mind that all of us, as we see, and, and, and we don't know why we want to fight. Everybody wants to fight, but we don't know why. It's this weird primordial thing where either we're chasing demons or we're trying – no one can really put their hand on it. I've had this conversation so many times. We don't know why. I don't think we even have the language to describe why we like to fight. We don't know if it's something that was ingrained in us. You know, is it nurture or nature? I don't know. We don't know. But we know that we look up to those people that accomplish things that the average person wouldn't try to accomplish and that goes across the board, right? I mean, it started with football and everything else. All the all the orthodox sports, you know, that's that's how they've been able to use that, you know, that uh, that uh, 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 ah, uh, that word. Uh, I'm 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 forgetting the word at the moment, but uh, but you know that. Uh, no, I gotta say it. It is. Uh, I can't forget. But 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 Hercules and 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 Zeus and and all of those different uh, mythical you know you know characters we want to be able to achieve those things. So now were you around the sport like when Tap Out was? Oh yeah, was, man. Example? We can. There's so many. But at that time, I was just again I was a consumer, young Muay Thai kid. But again, my mind. And my eyes were always open to all those things. Those tap out guys, man, they really say it's a bummer that their clothes ended up in Ross. You know, it's a real bummer, though. But if you know Mask and uh, and 
and and what was the tall guy's name and and punk ass and all those guys what they were doing i mean they discovered you know uh, uh you know uh, uh cowboy cerrone right i mean back when he had the full the full red and white blue muay thai shorts and they kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller until you know he, he kept trying so they all have their place everything is necessary evil in this todd and that's the biggest thing is that you need the promoters you have to have the promoters you have to have the sanctioning bodies you have to have the sponsors or the whole machine doesn't work and to see where that went and, and as i get deeper and, and i create more contacts it's very very cool that i get to hear all the stories of warrior and uh, Tim Sylvia and, and all these different brands that came and went. And it just really honestly feels like because of the state of combat sports in general, it's an ever, you know, we're still, we're still morphing into what it's going to be. And, 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 and that's the most special thing and unique thing that I think we have going for us in combat sports, just like, it, it mirrors what's going on in society right now. Like combat sports is still growing up and learning how they're going to be. And, uh, and all those brands went all the way through it. Valley Tudo, you know, uh, you know, I love Dan Diaz out at, uh, at Muay Thai death squad and, and, uh, and Hans Molenkamp out at Triumph United. All these guys are relevant. You know, it's like anything else. You can't take away anything from what all of these guys did. It's just, and that's the other thing. I learned last year that I know how to build a business. Business has certain aspects on how it needs to grow. But the combat sports thing is different because in parking lot striping, my paint brand is not putting their life on the line. So there's definitely a different aspect of how you have to approach combat sports. And, and so that itself is the monkey wrench in business because the dirty secret is, I don't care if you're Dana, I don't care if you're the, 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 the weekend warrior promotion down there. Every single show is a, is, is a, is a gamble. Every single one is because you could pay all the people, you could put out all the gear, but it comes down to those ticket sales and what sponsors are involved. And, you know, so, so that at its core is what we're trying to separate and push that, you know, that, uh, that baseline of, uh, of broke and not making any profit. You're trying to push that out as far as you can so you can do the next one and the next one. So everybody listening, amateurs, young pros, be nice to your promoters and your sponsors and everybody else, man, because they're just like you. We're all learning this thing. It's not like the NFL where it's had years and years and everything is so dialed in. It's not dialed in. Every single deal with every fighter is totally different. The only standard in this you know, in this uh, industry is that there is no standard. And so, in, and I don't know, I can't even say until, I don't know if it's ever going to be like that. Boxing didn't do it, you know, and now we have, you know, all these different, sh you know, offshoots of, of, uh, you know, influencer fighters and, and, and all these other things. And, and in business, when you look at it from a business point of view, they all have their place. They all have their markets. You know, and we like to point at all of them and go, well, you're diminishing me and you're diminishing me and you're not this and you're not that. Well, guess what, guys? We're all together. We're all together. And, and, uh, and I think once we realize that, but, you know, I can't even say once we realize that because it's just, it's still so up in the air. But I'm just really excited to be a part of it. I really am. Um, I want to see what I can do. And all I'm trying to do with try to fight gear, it just like anything, I'm looking at it from a business point of view where you got to invest for a minimum five, five years is what they always say. 
and uh, and once you get there you'll see where you're going and year one was different than two we're now in our third going into our fourth and every year is completely changed um we had a great year this year um you know a uh, big big shout out and win to diego matrix payas out of you know classic fight team got his wck world title so proud of that kid overcame you know some uh, freak accidents you know and uh and amazing father amazing little son amazing camp he's one of three brothers out there in costa mesa area that are just killing it in the muay thai game and i just want to give them a shout out because they're just great guys um i i just it, it's funny because you you go from sponsoring to friends you know and and then and then I get to live vicariously through these guys. And I'm not going to mince words, man. I love it. I freaking love it. It keeps me coming back. So big shout out to Diego. Congratulations on your world title, my friend. And uh, and Chris, who's an absolute stud. His other brother and Mario and Tyler and everyone out there at Classic. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see what, what happens. Um, it's taken me all over the country over the last couple of years. Um, so let's you got to find a rhythm you got to find a rhythm and, and and spend your money where you need to um because it goes quick and at the end of the day sponsoring is glorified uh, uh advertisement that's all it is but it's advertisement that can actually make a difference you know it's like i could spend you know, if my budget is $10,000 a year on sponsoring fighters, giving away gear, you know, all this stuff, I could do that. Or I could take the 10000 and just give it to Instagram and hopefully their algorithm does what it's supposed to do. But because I'm a pattern recognition guy, Instagram ain't thing, but it's, it's, it's the only mechanism that we have, you know, to be able to do what we do. And, uh, and I think if you figure out that algorithm and use it, and to, to all the amateurs, there's a couple things that I really wanted to get out in this podcast. To, excuse me. To all the amateurs out there, you, you don't have to be a, quote, pro to carry yourself as one. The sooner that you guys can start carrying yourself as a pro, it is going to help you in your career okay maya john rubin at extreme power gym oceanside who is my dear dear friend and my jean of 22 years always taught us that only about one to two percent of your students in your gym are going to compete so that leaves 98 percent of your registered students that just want to learn the martial art so Based on those numbers, competition is a business. The second that you compete, you are now entering into the business world, okay? And the sooner that you can understand that transition, and everybody, every, every fighter, every student is going to go from that, that point of, okay, I'm going to have my first couple fights, to, is this what I want? That transition is going to be natural for everybody. That's totally normal. But that transition should be five fights. By about five fights, you should know that this is what you want to do or you don't want to do. And if you do, you need to make a decision as quickly as you can. Your window is this big. You know, I can't speak for all combat sports, but I will speak for Muay Thai. The only... You know, the only opinion of your skill set that matters is the ties in traditional Muay Thai, okay? I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback from that, but that's the shit. Only the ties know what Muay Thai is. So that being said, our window's this big, man. Those kids have been doing it since they were three years old. We're way behind. We're way, 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 way behind. Um, you know, uh, uh, France, way further along. A big part of Europe, way, way, they started way before us. So, and there's not a lot, a lot of money in Muay Thai. 
There's just not. And so it has to be something that you love and do. And the sooner that you can be a professional and carry yourself as one, the better it's going to serve you. You know, and, and that goes into family, into business, time management. You don't own time. You think you do, but you don't own it. And this window is so small. And then now the MMA is here and very present. You know, there, there's there's wrestlers, there's jujitsu guys. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm preaching to the choir about that, about about how that that happens. But the sooner these amateurs can really take it seriously and go, okay, this is what I want to do, and you know, it's like get rid of your girlfriends. You know, <laughs> all you're gonna do is go to school, work, train, and that's it. And I'm actually trying to dissuade more people these days than persuade people to get into this because it has to be something that you really want to do man like i said earlier are you chasing demons are you trying to get over some kind of fear and it's a great mechanism for that that's what's great about combat sports is that it gives you that outlet to do that camaraderie all that stuff it's beautiful it's all useful um but, uh, but, you know, getting back to the brand, um, all of that is inclusive of what I've learned and what I'm trying to push with Trident Fight Gear. Now, let's talk about kind of like you mentioned fighters that you work with. What is it that you look for when maybe you sponsor somebody? How Good do you question. Make those and I love that question. Um, I can tell you what I'm looking for. Um, well, that's a really good question because every sponsor is totally different, but the best advice I can give, cause I can't speak for other people, but again, with the pattern recognition thing, understand your markets, young fighters, understand that once you take, take on being you know, a fighter under sponsor contract, whether that's verbal or that's on paper, you're expected to carry yourself. And again, sponsorship is glorified advertisement. That's what it is, okay? We are hoping that when we sponsor you, you're pushing our brand and your friends, your family, your gym members, the people around you, we're hoping that they support you and buy our gear, which we, it's all just a revolving circle, right? I mean, that's, that's what we're trying to do. When you buy a pair of Jordans, you know, it's, it's Mike on the, you know, on the side of, of the Jordans and you're buying it because of him. It's commerce, everybody. It's not life. It's commerce. You know, it, it's, it's your, your feel, your style, your everything. It's not life. It doesn't, have anything to do with real life that's the biggest thing that i can give you it doesn't matter what hat you're wearing it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's your style some people like hot sauce on their food some don't at the end of the day it's connor's so that's the number one thing so that being said once you get a sponsor you're now beholden and you have a somewhat of a responsibility to that and your sponsors are going to want you to push their gear. And again, it all depends on the deal that you have with them. Um, but but that's, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. We're, we are melding our market, which is tried and fight your market with this new fighter that I'm trying to bring in. And so we're looking at that fighter going, okay, you know, he carries himself really well. You know, when he's not in the ring, he's very honorable. Um Oh, that gym, oh, that gym is kind of known to be a little rowdy. Is that best for us? Like, don't think all that stuff is not going into the consideration because it absolutely is. You know, it's like you buying a pair of Nikes. You're like, yeah, it's a little loose on my heel, but I really like how it feels on my toes. So that's all we're doing as sponsors. We're breaking you down going, okay, yeah, this kid's really good. And, and we see where he can go there. And, just like anything it's just scouting it's scouting that's it and you're trying to see if if they're going to be a good representative of your brand and they're going to follow through and you know how big is his ego 
You know, does he think he's better than he is? Do we think we're better than we are? You know, I mean, you, you know, that's all these new things that I'm thinking of right now. I don't have a team of 15 people, you know, going, okay, let's do this. And you do that. And I do this. Like, I'm trying to bring all this together and learn, you know, simultaneously as they're learning. Um, but again, just approach everything. Be your genuine self always. That's the best thing. Just be your genuine self. And don't be afraid to say no. You know, don't be afraid to say no. Say, you know what? I love you, Trident Fight Gear, but you're a little you're a little edgy for me. I like a little more of a, of a traditional Muay Thai style. I see what you're doing and, and this and that. And that's okay. It's okay to disagree. And everybody can do their own thing. But just be honest. I have a few mantras and catchphrases that I live by. Number one, okay, everyone listen to this. Write this down. You're going to love it. Under-promise and over-perform. Under-promise and over-perform. I don't know where I heard it, but I live my life every day like that. And, 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 and just under-promise and over-perform. Be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And that is universal across everything. Your, your sparring partners, your coaches, your family, everything. Those mantras will keep you, they have helped keep me in line with being a father of eight, grandfather of one, business owner of two, and still flying by the seat of my pants. So... Now, do you only sponsor Muay Thai fighters? Primarily Muay Thai because yeah. that's my bread and butter. I've used, I've been trying to kind of slow roll that to where I get a little more experience with those fighters. And, and, and I'm glad I did because each of those are different markets. When you go to a, a traditional Muay Thai show, it's a lot different than when you go to an MMA show. Uh, the fans are different. The promoters are different. Everything is completely different. You go to boxing. It's a little bit different as well. So because my contacts primarily uh, surrounded uh, in Muay Thai, that's, I, I was comfortable there. So I just, I started there. Um, I'm moving into, into, uh, uh, into, into MMA. Um, we're releasing our boxing line in 23 with our boxing shoes and, uh, and, and, and boxing style shorts and stuff. We already do produce MMA gloves that have been used at uh, many different, uh, when I say many, I mean, you know, four or five different promotions, uh, you know, all over the country. Um, you're out there in Ar or, uh, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. So we've been out in Oklahoma and Arkansas. Uh, I love it out there. Great people. Salt of the earth people, man. I can't get enough of Ardmore, Oklahoma. I love it up there. Um, and uh, and just, just trying to get our ears wet with that. Um, again, it's a different, it's a different vibe, but at this, at the same time, it's all, it's all the same, you know, at least, at least from my perspective, you know, it's, uh, it's MMA shorts instead of Muay Thai shorts, it's 10 ounce gloves instead of four ounce gloves. And it's kind of all the same. Um, and then each, each different sport kind of with those promoters allows a little more, uh, room for, you know, for, for creative control, you know, um, one big thing that I'm trying to change, at least on this side is I've watched promoters walk on sponsors for so long that I'm just done with that. You know, so many promoters are like, look, this is what we're going to do for you. It's like, okay, you're going to take my $2,000. I'm going to provide all the gloves and then I'm not going to get shit. I'm not going to get any love. I'm not like I'm not gonna do that. That's bullshit. Okay, I'm gonna say that straight out. Okay, we're still we're still selling. Hold on, I can't hear you. Yeah, say I think again? When you got up close to the phone. You couldn't hear. You. Yeah. <clears throat> I think when you got close to the phone, it drowned out your sound. You need us more than we need you. Okay, we're we're still selling our gear to to gyms, direct to fighters. You know, so the so it would behoove you guys to be like, okay, let's work together because it's about brand melding. That is where this whole thing is going. Um, a, you know, and I'm just letting out gold here, okay? 
Association is so underrated and overlooked. Okay, when you bring two brands together, whether it's a fighter in a brand or two brands or whatever, the association sticks in people's minds. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it sticks in their mind, you know? And and the average combat sports fan, they're there, they're pumped up. They've had drinks, they've, they've, they've you know, circled their week around this one fight. So they're pumped up. So when their eyes are seeing the process happen between the venue, between the fighter, between the shorts, between everything, their eyes can't pick up everything all at once. They only will remember all those little things, and those little things are the details. And if the promoters and the sponsors work together, those details will be on point, and they will spend a little bit of extra money and time to make sure that that event – look, guys, I'm going to draw gold again fight promoters are glorified wedding planners okay it's our job to make sure that the groom and the, and the bride get married when they're supposed to so all we're responsible for is making sure the fighters are there with their blood work make sure this make sure that that's all we do so, you know, at the end of the day, there really should be no problems because those promoters really aren't doing it. They're just the ones orchestrating everything. And if you're focused and you're organized and you've got a good team, that goes off out of the hitch. And in case in point, last weekend, this last weekend, I was up in Seattle and we had a little Muay Thai show and it was amazing amazing venue, amazing people. There was probably only about a thousand people if, 900 if, you know, and I'm probably, you know, you know, it, it was probably seven. But that being said, everything went off. The venue was beautiful. It's because their team was on point and everybody loved it and everybody was on the same page and no one was trying to get one over on each other. And, and, and it just worked out really good and I can't wait to get back there. Now, I want to ask you, like, we had mentioned, like, Venom. So when the UFC had Reebok, I would assume Reebok is the I mean, internationally, too, yeah, right? you would think, obviously. So is, is taking on, like, Venom as your official brand a step down or no? Hmm, good question. I wouldn't say it's a step down. I think that – I think that all times when you are mixing brands – you're always trying to be relevant. And my honest, humble opinion, even though I wore, you know, uh, Reebok, uh, you know, in the 90s as a breakdancer, those Reebok shoes, I think that that's just not their place. And I think that the way that UFC was going from each fighter having their own sponsors to did it did it go from their old sponsors to reebok did it did it go that yeah. way yeah so once that happened mm -hmm. everything changes right i mean they start getting money guaranteed from reebok for doing what they're doing and that's great i mean i have no problem with that but when you say step up and down in my personal opinion i'm kind of biased i loved it because it was a small it was a smaller brand, and I don't know the entire history of Venom, but I do remember that it always originated from the Muay Thai, uh, you know, industry, and then it went from there. Um, I loved it, you know. I think it was a step up personally, but it again, it's like, what market are you trying to grab? You know, uh, I think the word Reebok only popped into the. I think it was just like a catchphrase name that made people the the average mma person associate again man it's all spells todd it's all spells man and it's all just words and association and so when you hear reebok you know you just associate big time with that but then the person that would take the extra moment to really think about it they go wait a second reebok aren't they the ones in the 90s that had those 
two Velcro straps on those, you know, uh, you know, high tops that they had leg warmers on. And then so, you know, but by that time, it didn't matter because they already captured the the attention of the market that they were trying to do. Again, again, it's all commerce based, you know, and you can't blame them for it because that's what fuels the fire. That's what fuels the motor. And it is what it is. But to get straight to your question, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a step up, to be honest with you, because 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 Thailand, when it comes to Muay Thai, that is the Mecca. And, and that's where Muay Thai shorts were made. And just their, their eye for combat sports and garments i i can say they knew what was going on because all we have to really compare it to is everlast and ringside really that's all we have as far as our western culture is is that century you know century didn't really make stuff they make you know they made you know they make protective gear early on um and and that all came out of the karate industry you know the century stuff so it, it really is still to this day right now we are literally in the middle of it still coming to fruition what it's going to be and and i think what it's going to be is just like anything else it's who's on top who's the the spawn the main sponsor and everything else comes second tell me this um <clears throat> you know you have the bellator model the uc model Bellator still don't allow guys to have sponsors. UC's making them have venom. I'm, what do you think sorry, about say that? One more time, Todd. You know, you have the Bellator brand where they're still allowing the fighters to have multiple different sponsors. And then you have the UC style, which is venom only. So tell me what you think about those. I mean, there's not really much to say other than to just point approach. out the obvious that. It comes down to the flow of money and, and sponsorship. And, you know, Bellator obviously, you know, doesn't have the same kind of deal as UFC does with Venom. And, and they're able to produce and keep up with UFC and cater to their needs. And Bellator obviously isn't looking for that. And they don't want to get, you know, you got to remember every time that you try to cross these different these different industries there's going to be a set of problems and there's a lot more moving parts in the machine so you know scott is thinking in, in in bellator look i'm just trying to keep this thing floating let alone trying to you know trying to bring in big sponsors that are going to commit to we don't know if we're going to be here in two years you know so what you know it's just so much easier and not only that I think that, and I'm going to say it, is I think they look into that on how they pay their guys. You know, like, we, well, well, man, if, well, if we allow them to have their sponsors, they can make five grand on their shorts. So because they're going to make 5000 on their shorts and we allow them to do that, let's only, you know, pay. I'm just saying this is a possibility I don't know at all i'm just totally mm -hmm. speculating and spitballing on this but coming from a business point of view you look at all those different assets and possibilities and it's like look just like anything else i have a couple fighters that i only give gear and then some of them i do give monetary sponsorship as well you know so it's like it literally every fighter is is different but you know to try to create a standard for your brand and for your business I don't think, I just think Bellator is like, yeah, I'd rather just let them do their thing. You know, as long as there's no conflict of interest that we have to, you know, that we have to veto, then we'll just let them do what they do. And, you know, we wish them the best. You know, we, we hope they make five grand on their sponsors on the shorts. We hope they make 10 grand. You know, good for you. Do that. But if I know that my, if, if I know that if I'm a big name brand combat sports, promotion if i know that they're making five grand on their shorts i don't know you kind of kind of read between the lines you know it goes into it you know but at the end of the day i like to think that these promotions are 
paying as much as they possibly, you know, have the budget allow them. Now, you know, as we're kind of winding down the interview, maybe you could tell people like what you have coming next or some of the things you might be next doing year. Next. We're just going to keep crushing, man. We're just going to keep crushing and, uh, and taking care of, of our, our roster fighters really well. You know, we finally, it took us about three years to really dial down our crew, you know, our, our, uh, our core group of, of sponsor fighters. And I really want to, you know, really, really, you know, commit to them um, and, and still commit to also the new uh, promotion, you know, uh, uh, different promotions that we have coming up, those different, those different promotions um, all over the country. And uh, we're bringing out our boxing line in 2023. And next year, we're really going to focus on boxing and MMA. We're going to put extra special effort in that. Um, we, we, we truly believe that we have a really good core here in South, Southern California with our uh, Muay Thai community. And, uh, and I really want to you know, branch out into the boxing and, and MMA community for sure. Now tell people kind of well, where they can follow some. Everything is always going to come back to Instagram. I mean, that's 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 you know, there's not a lot of moving parts with us. Everything is going to be done on Instagram, and uh, and we're going to try to uh, extend our uh, our uh, website into being a little more interactive. Um, we're going to try to uh, offer next year a uh, uh, an ambassador program where we're again investing more into amateurs that are and try to separate it you know because so many so many people we're, we're inundated constantly with people that want to be sponsored by us and we love you guys thank you so much for wanting to to, to represent us we just we don't got venom pockets you know uh so we're really going to try to uh to to, to continue the, the, the amateur program into our pros and we'll see what happens. All right. Well, Marcus, you know, I want to, again, I want to thank you for taking time to do this. It was really cool to kind of pick your brain. I've never talked to anyone who's, you know, done a, a clothing line, even though I've talked to probably hundreds of people already in the industry. So this is kind of the first one. So it was really interesting. And, uh, for a couple again. months let me you know give me awesome. another another quarter of the year and let's you know let's try it right around april and, and we'll see where we come okay well for sure man well, i appreciate you taking the time it's great talking to you absolutely and, uh, todd thank you so time, much man we appreciate it later everybody stay in tune Bye. take care So if you're interested in learning more about Trident Fight Gear, you can follow him at, on Instagram at Trident Fight Gear. Um, pretty easy. And uh, as always, you can follow me on at uh, the underscore Todd underscore Atkins underscore show. And as always, please subscribe to my YouTube. I need more subscribers. So if you can look me up under Todd Atkins or Todd Atkins show. You'll find me there. I have like almost, I think I have 450 something videos there. So. You know, please support it, and as always, appreciate you taking time to listen to the show, and uh, take care.